You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Peace and blessings. <clears throat> Peace and blessings, brothers and sisters. I'm Brother Priest. Today is November 13th, 2019. And we are here with another Keys of the Kingdom Bible study group. Excuse me one moment. I'm a little short of breath. I am to the nation. I misplaced my phone. And uh, we have a new address. So to the, the nation should be made aware that we have a new address. I have to give it headquarters address that is. I'm not going to give it out on the air. First, I'm going to give it to us. Um, to the nation first. Nonetheless, uh, let me see. We have uh, two people on the line. Uh, this looks like Minister Lynn. <clears throat> Is that you, brother? Shalom, I'll come here. Shalom. Shalom. <clears throat> Excuse me. Brother E.K. Brother E.K. Shalom, brother. Shalom. My apologies, man. I misplaced my phone and um, I got to charge it now, so. Anyhow, last week we spoke about a topic that was inspired by a conversation that I had with Brother Minister Lynn on the living God. Well, this is to piggyback off of that, but to go in a slightly different direction. This is malpractice. So please get scriptures. If you have your Bibles near you, those who are listening, this subject is malpractice. Now, one of the major things that I would like to reiterate if you did not hear last week's session on the living God, it is imperative that you listen to that along with this that we're going to discuss today. Now, today's topic is malpractice. So when you think of malpractice, what comes up in your mind? E.K., when you hear malpractice, what comes up in your mind? Shalom, brother. Uh, When I think of malpractice, I think of uh, something went wrong, (laughs) something gone wrong. (laughs) 
Okay. Um, well, let me briefly cover something from last week that I really feel needs to be further expressed. Throughout the scriptures, you were reading about idolatry. What we are unveiling to this planet, for those who believe that they are awake, and to those who are the sleeping, walking dead alike, the scriptures, when you read about idolatry, you ring about us, these Hebrews who are in captivity in North, Central, South America, and the four quarters of the earth, describing what everybody else was doing as their walk of life, their way of life, their said religions. It is us describing what you would today call mythology, be it Greek mythology, Roman mythology, Babylonian, Egyptian, or Kemetic mythology, Sumerian mythology. This is critical. This is critical to comprehend before you even start reading these scriptures and calling yourself teaching, if you do not understand that one critical point, I'm going to say it and say it plainly. You are conducting malpractice. If you think that you are a biblical scholar, I, I'm not saying that I'm a better than you. Don't misunderstand this. I'm not trying to talk down on you or disrespect anybody's walk of life. So please don't take it that way. It is very difficult to be able to say these things without bruising, offending someone. But I do my best to make it known that that is not my intent. If you are teaching the scriptures or if you're looking at the scriptures and teaching about the scriptures and you're claiming, oh, it's stolen from Sumerian text, uh, Babylonian text, Egyptian, Kemetic text, understand that that's not true. I could argue that point, but I won't do that today. What we really want to get across is a particular group of people were writing these things. And when we were write, writing idolatry, understand that the words that you use today, the word mythology, the words that wasn't present in their time, they weren't describing it as that, but that is in fact what they were looking at, watching and watching other people do. 
and we were writing it down and we were describing it as idolatry. <clears throat> because we knew the real, true, and living God. And our people have been mixed up in all of this mythology and this other walk of life. Our own blood were mixed up in that. So when we would talk to one another, we would differentiate by expressing or using the term the living God. Or that's how you would say it in English today. We would we would differentiate the living God so that those who understood what we were saying knew that other people believed in gods, but they believed in idol gods. They believed in idol god religions. They believed in mythologies. Understand that. That's very, very critical. Mr. Shedrick, what do you have to share? Uh, shalom, brother. Um, shalom. Hope all is well. Um, it's, it's really interesting um, the way that you pointed these things out um, because I've, you know, had this conversation not in the precise manner that we have that we're having it now, but I've always made, you know, mention to several. Uh, of the brothers and sisters, um, that it appears um, that when you are looking at the book and you're reading the book, um, you start to see a certain line of thinking. Um, and the line of thinking is in direct relation to law itself. Um, but where does, you know, where does the uh, line of thinking with the law actually lead to is leading to what you're talking about in regards to um, understanding idolatry, and with that comes understanding the psychology of the people, why people worship, you know, uh, um, idols. Um, why do people create these? Um, paraffilms or these little statues and bow down and give food to them and give reverence to them and dance around them and, you know, light candles and put it on them. You know, what do they get out of that? Um, why do these people have cognitive dissonance when it comes to being introduced to something outside of the idol that they created for themselves or um, how they, and, and eventually how do they diagnose um, the idolatry, um, and then the prognosis, what comes after the uh, diagnosis? It comes the penal system, of uh, which you can kind of see being included in the 613 statute, uh, Law, Statute, and Commandments. And that's something that a lot of people um, may not necessarily be aware of. People think that, oh, the penal codes are there, you know, to punish people. But all of any system that institutes the penal code are doing so according to the status and condition of the people. Um, 
And this is why sometimes you can see where uh, someone who may be of a higher status, they may get off if they pay out of pocket, whereas in a poor person who uh, is of a lower estate, they may, you know, commit a crime and they may have to do a certain amount of years in prison. But all of this is based off of a certain type of penal code or penal code reflected upon the uh, state of my consciousness reflected on public record displayed by these people. And all of this is rooted in understanding idolatry. Now, in order for these people who have been writing, doing these writings, and these uh, um, uh, these testaments, I, I like to call them testaments, who uh, have been, you know, making known of the observations that they've been observing by not only the Israelites, but all of the other civilized nations and royal houses that they were doing co- commerce around, they were um, um, making it known that these people, you know, are doing this and they're they're conducting the commerce this way. Their systems are set up this way. Um, they deal, they punish their people this way. We punish our people according to this way and so on and so forth based on their behavior. Um, it's all throughout the book. Um, and I also wanted to make mention um, as it pertains to the topic at hand about malpractice, these people who were writing this literature and these testaments, they had to be, uh, they had to have the fitness, the mental fitness, and the, uh, when I say the mental fitness, their mind had to be gay engaged in logical and reasonable thinking as it pertains to understanding the way the world works and the way uh, the people who are in the world, how they operate in conjunction with nature. So if they were not prepared to understand the human psychology and be able to give a certain type or uh, uh, extend a certain type of justice or um, exercise the penal code in a uh, certain type of manner, they were, it, it, they were not fit to write out this literature. They were not fit because they were incompetent or would be considered incompetent as it pertains to uh, accurately capturing everything that was going on at the time. This is why you have court historians. This is why you have scribes. These people had the mental fitness to deal with being able to record things the way that they thought, but they had to be impartial, and they did so from an impartial standpoint. This is why, you know, you can read the book and you can see things and be like, oh, well, some people who may have this idea about the Israelites saying, oh, the Israelites, they never did anything to anybody. But when they crack open the book, oh, well, uh, I can't believe the Israelites did that. No, what you're seeing is this dynamic people. You're seeing uh, people who are not this uh, uh uh, one way all the time. They didn't just walk around on the clouds and 
you know, uh, uh, eagle wings and just carry harps in their hands all the time. These people were out there enslaving people. They were out there bowing down the trees. They were sleeping with each other's wives. They were doing all kinds of things. But they're all, they also had very, very extraordinarily great attributes within that uh, uh, community, which is noteworthy. But this is, I'm saying this so that we can understand that there's a duality to everybody. And if you are not mentally prepared to capture that, then you cannot fulfill your office. And if you do try to write or add anything to these books without having, you know, the mental fitness as it would be sanctioned by your peers, then you would be committing malpractice. It would be considered malpractice. And on that note, brother, I yield. Thank you very much, brother. That was very well put. Malpractice. So listen. If you do not understand the difference between the real living almighty creator and these made-up religious idol gods and you move forward to call yourself a teacher, you're committing malpractice. Now, malpractice is normally spoken of in the medical field. So if a doctor who is not a doctor, who is posing as a doctor, <laughs> does something like they're supposed to be helping you, they're committing malpractice. If a doctor actually is a doctor and they step outside of their prescribed lessons of what they can and cannot do, the rules of what they can and cannot do. They could be charged with malpractice. But what I really want to stress here is that this term malpractice and the fact that the scriptures the true Jesus, Yeshua, he says, I'm a paraphrase, it's not the sick that needs the doctor. I mean, it's not the, the people that are well that needs the doctor. It's the sick, the sick people that need the doctor. So you don't go to somebody that's totally well and try to heal them or something they ain't even, they're not even afflicted with. But if you don't know what you're doing and you call yourself trying to be a doctor, you commit malpractice if you don't know the living God, the true living almighty creator versus these made up idol gods and religions. Mr. Lynn, it's on you, sir. Uh, thank you for that. First, I want to say um, I, I want to extend my apologies for um, my absence last week. Uh, I had a death in the family, and, um, you know, it's just been kind of crazy. And, you know, when I heard initially that uh, you had taken 
you know, that idea and, and you all discussed it, um, I was just like, man, I really wish I would have been able to been, uh, have been present last week because uh, I just wanted to, to hear and, and, and participate. But I'm glad all of these are recorded, and I will definitely check it out as soon as possible. But uh, with respect to uh, the topic, you know, just malpractice, and particularly dealing with those that would uh, profess themselves as being, um, you know, teachers of the truth. When you think about malpractice, you know, you think, well, generally that refers to, um, you know, the medical profession. A lot of times you hear that in reference to it. But, you know, malpractice, you know, I've, from an a industrial standpoint, um, you know, I've, I've seen it uh, used in, um, you know, the medical field. I've seen it used in uh, the law field and other fields. So I think a generalization is helpful um, so that we can see that, you know, malpractice is something that um, expands context, right? So when I think malpractice, and I'm going to relate this uh, specifically to our people. Um, one of the reasons why, you know, we were uh, given a way of life uh, instead of a religion, you know, that's what you see in the uh, you see in the Old Testament, is because you know, following um, you know the law, statutes, and commandments. You know, being sanctified, you know, being set apart, um, it allowed us to be able to maintain our culture and our way of life. And for various reasons, we were not able to do that because we were not able to uh, adhere uh, to that, that structure that was laid out by the Most High. So in a way, I see malpractice as... Uh, the generational result of disobedience, like the scriptures say, um, you know, I'll visit the iniquity of uh, the, the uh, fathers down to the sons and daughters unto the third and fourth generation. So, you know, what the Most High is really saying there is that, you know, through your through your practices, or in our case, mal malpractices you're going to uh, continually create a life circumstance that, you know, for the most part is in uh, total contradistinction to, you know, what the intent was behind actually, uh, you know, codifying uh, uh, natural law, you know, for, for our benefit, you know, for us, you know, not to be in uh, uh, conditions, you know, like we see, ourselves in, 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 in this captivity in North America. Now, from a, from a standpoint of malpractice, what we were supposed to be doing was practicing. We were supposed to be practicing these laws, statutes, and commandments. We were supposed to be, you know, if you look at how the Christ, uh, you know, came to us, you know, as the lost sheep, and he was an example for us, well, that was what everybody was supposed to be you know, uh, Samuel uh, advised against selecting a king for the nation of Israel. That was never the original intent. However, um, because, you know, we wanted parity with those nations outside of us, 
that um, had kings, you know, the the the, the prophet uh, yielded on that, but he also made it conditional. He was like, well, you know, if you do this thing, you know, your sons and your daughters, you know, they're gonna be they're gonna be servants. So the the practice would have allowed us not to ever have had gone into that um, going into into that condition. Like in the latter days where, you know, it tells us that, you know, the, the law be in your heart, that, that was the, the purpose of not ever having a middleman or a broker, you know, or a king to um, operate as an intercessor on your behalf. If, if you know that as an individual, like, you know, growing up, I always heard that every man is a minister unto his own family. That was the intent. That would have been the practice. But because you know, as as individuals, uh, we weren't able to maintain that. Um, as a nation, we were not as well. So, you know, I look at, at malpractice as, um, you know, in many cases, um, you could you could argue that uh, it was intentional or unintentional. Um, but with our people, you know, that I, I think the case can be made that that we willfully did that. You know. Um, the other thing that I wanted to uh, speak on is with respect to, um, you know, the, the, the medical aspect of this malpractice. You know, at the end of the day, the scriptures are there to maintain a, a certain psychological uh, state of mind such that you, you don't um, remove yourself from the form or the structure, you know, those attributes that actually uh, denote um, men and women psychologically. You know, one of the ways that we actually make a differentiation between a man and a woman is through um, male gender role assignment and female gender role assignment. And so the record, you know, which is the scriptures, has codified, you know, what the psychology is um, you know, regarding those two states of mind. The problem with our people is, is that because we've been in and out of captivity, because we've been um, to some degree amalgamated with some of these different um, nations, nationalities, they come from different walks, um, they have uh, uh, different backgrounds, and they have an idea of what the archetype of male and female um, are, but we've always had a different understanding because we've always had a special relationship. That's what denotes us as being, um, you know, being the chosen people. Um, you know, and even down to, uh, well, well, before I move on, I'll just say that, that because we were not able to maintain, uh, you know, that level of um, affinity or alignment to, you know, these uh, precepts, Deviating from those denotes a degree of mental illness. And the further you deviate from that, you not only um, take on the, you not only take on the, um, you know, the person of somebody that's mentally ill, you're also uh, setting yourself up as an example for future generations. And, you know, we all know you know, if we don't, you know, we should, more is caught than is taught. So you learn more from what you see people doing as opposed to people telling you, 
you know, what to do. You know, that's why that's one of the reasons why the Christ, um, you know, was was you know really against um, hypocrisy, because that's that's the essence of it. It's like you know this idea of do as I say, not as I do. You know, it should be, you know, I can show you better than I can tell you. You know, instead of um, you know trying to correct some something external to yourself, if you correct yourself, that that speaks volumes. But with respect to you know this idea of the living God, um, that's really like that. That's like a, a, a higher uh, language or a higher uh, means of communication. In other words, it, it was an attempt for us to try to maintain a semblance of the culture, history, identity, and pedigree in the public while we were sojourning in these nations, so that we could have a meaning of the minds um, and. For all intents and purposes, those individuals that were outside of the culture, they thought they understood it, but they really didn't understand it because you're outside of the context. So there's more I could add to it, but, you know, I don't want to take over the call, brother, so I'll yield, and I appreciate the opportunity to speak. Bye-bye. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Very well put. Um, let me reiterate this again. So the, those of you that are listening, from whatever walk of life you come from, the Almighty Creator did not give us religion. Religion is the problem. Now, I'm not attacking you if you are in a religion. Okay? Some of you call yourself non-religious but you are actually religious by traditions, by rituals, by practices, cultures that all revolve around what you are looking at as your God. Whether you call it that or not, whether you believe in it, whether you think you believe in a God or not, some of you don't, you think that you don't believe in a God, but you do. Some of you may be Satanists. Well, you know, go on with that. That's some other stuff. But my point is, look, we were given laws, statutes, commandments. We were given a platform of a government. We are to conduct our life in that manner. And if you look at it from a government perspective, from government law and commerce, and then you look at people that do religious rituals, then they would be considered in such a government, a theocratic government, as outlaws. And yesteryear and today, they are still outlaws. And if they are teaching, if they are further teaching idolatry, they are teaching, they are in malpractice. If they call them, and I'm glad the brother brought up law because a lot of you are following these sovereign gurus, be they Moorish or otherwise, and a lot of that information that is in that world is false, and it, it, you don't want to hear that, but it's the truth. And your own people are peddling you these falsehoods. 
today, so-called sovereignty and nationality is just another invented god. EK, what do you have? Shalom, brother. Yes, sir. Thank you for that. Um, yes. You know, when you uh, think of malpractice, you know, it's like a lot of it has to do with negligence, you know, and um, where someone who's been entrusted to, you know, perform, you know, a particular obligation, and they've obviously, at some point or another, they've been, you know, deemed quote unquote competent to actually carry out a particular procedure or performance, so to speak. But imagine looking at, you know, going back into the scriptures, like how our forefathers is being, you know, our ancient, you know, forefathers and mothers in terms of the Israelites, how they were commissioned to be the representatives of the theocratic government that we came to know as the Hebrew faith and seeing how they've been, you know, deemed competent to carry out the codified law, statutes, and commandments in their daily lives. Now, what happened, what, what happens when, you know, there's a deviant from, there's a deviance from the path. Now, that entrustedness that was given, that was bestowed, now the anything outside of what was supposed to be the norm of what they were supposed to be practicing now is considered malpractice. And guess what happens after that? Those who they are quote unquote ministering onto, now there's a chance that they're causing severe mental impairment, i.e. introducing the concept of idolatry to the people because now they're worshiping other idols that what the platform, the law, statutes, and commandments that was given to us is not sufficient anymore for some reason. So now they have to turn to outsiders, outside cultures and nationalities to feel like they have to use that to compensate for something that was already given to them that was good anyway in the first place. So now when we look at that in modern day times, we don't want people say for example we go to the doctors we don't want someone that's a doctor that's incompetent you know trying to tell us you know certain uh you know information regarding our health we want a doctor that's fully competent in what they are doing or better yet when they're doing a surgical procedure on someone that we make care and love or even on ourselves we want that doctor to be competent but what happens when they become negligent when they deviate from the code of ethics that they signed up for, when they deviate from the instructions or the course curriculum that they studied, that they claim to have studied, and now when they are doing the operation, they do they they become negligent and omit the protocol that they're supposed to be following. Now there's a loss of life on 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 hand right now, or a potential for loss of life. So it's no different when we have people that claim to know, you know, and this doesn't mean that everyone has to have it figured out, but this has everything to do with what the scriptures always keeps harping on, study to show thyself approved unto the most high. So that way, when we are entrusted with this kind of responsibility to be able to be the custodians or the agents of practicing the good, the goodwill of what the platform, the Hebrew faith really is talking about. And just in general, what the scriptures are talking about, we are eliminating the need for 
causing malpractice on our behalf and eliminating the opportunity for idolatry to set in on the people because that's causing mass confusion for people to understand what's real and what's not real what's falsehood what's truth what's reality what's fantasy and that's where we have today in our society that's what that's what's really going on there's a full-fledged malpractice of understanding what these scriptures really represent how to actually have it carried out and so what happens when generations and generations and generations are inflicted with this and this is why you know you know the famous you know scripture in the book of deuteronomy chapter 28 where it lays out all of the different curses these are the ramifications if we are negligent on the path right and these are the things that the most high promised that this was what would happen if we were negligent and omitting of due diligence in understanding what it means to really keep the way of life and preserve this way of life known as the heap, you know, and so all these different things, you know, that, you know, correlate to how it's so incumbent on us to really take each day to study what it really means to walk this path. And yes, you will make your honest mistakes in your growth and development, but not to the degree at which we're at one point or another when you are fully competent in what it is that you know what you're doing you're not going out here just making falsehood and mischief causing malpractice and causing injury and harm to other people that may not necessarily have to have that happen to them it's just like for example um when many of us may have a driver's license that's why they make sure that there's a test that you take, that your your eyesight is 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 good to go. So before you get behind the wheel, there's a risk that if you are not competent in, you know, you passing the test or passing, you know, the eye exam, when you get onto the road, you can cause accidents to other people because now you have been deemed incompetent. Now you've was negligent. So what it's the same thing where they don't like the RMV doesn't want that on their hands saying, oh, you know, we didn't do our due diligence at providing these individuals with a license to be able to operate a motor vehicle. So if they were negligent in being able to approve a individuals to have a license, now they cause a risk to other people on the road to cause an accident. So it's no different when it comes to the scriptures, when it comes to us as individuals walking this path in terms of understanding what the scriptures represent and how we have to you know really live according to that but also making sure that we are studying to show ourselves approved so we can be fully competent in knowing what we're doing and not be negligent in omitting the necessary protocols and what you know the path requires with that brother i yield praise the lord that was very well put i want to stress it again the true and living God Almighty, the creator of all, is not a picture. You should not have any pictures, any statues, or any likenesses of the Almighty Creator. The said human being has a codependent behavior built into us that makes it so that we need something and someone outside of us. Pay attention to that. 
It's trying to tell you something. Nature is trying to tell you something. The true and living God Almighty continues to show the power to breathe life into anything and everything continuously after doing it some thousands of years ago. Life continues to be born, to die, to be born, to continue on, no matter how much destruction goes on. Because the real almighty creator is a living God and breeds life into everything that is. Uh, Minister Shedrick, it's on you, sir. Yes, sir. Um, to um, to add on to what you were saying just a few seconds ago, um, while you were reading, I pulled the scripture from uh, the apocryphal book, The Wisdom of Solomon, uh, book 16, verse 12, and it reads, it was neither herb nor mollifying plaster that cured them, but your word, O Lord, which healeth all things. Now, uh, many people um, who would identify is within the Christian faith um, via the book of John would say, well, the word here will be Jesus. Um, based on their interpretation of the word with, with God in the book of John. Um, but what one should always remember that the word was also given to Moses, okay? And this word that was given to Moses went far beyond what we become known as Jesus. This word is what was able to uh, introduce what we are now uh, uh, seeing now as the Constitution at 613 Law, Statutes, and Commandments. All in all, law. So if we were to read that particular scripture again, it, it would read as follows, uh, Wisdom of Solomon, Solomon 16 and 12. It was neither herb nor mollifying plastered that cured them, but the law, but your law, O Lord, which healeth all things. And why am I making, uh, why am I making this point? Because when we were talking about the living God last week, I made mention that the the law, uh, nature, I'm sorry, is uh, and the elements and the essence of these elements whether it be the sun, the moon, the rotation thereof, um, the stars, um, the, uh, the, the birth and death of plants um, in its uh, evolution or uh, what uh, thereof, and the male and female relationship is what was which was being observed and health 
these positions of law or these jurists to create a set of principles to uh, govern their society by. So when you look at what was going on with the Israelites when Moses was given the law, these people were fresh out of Egypt. These people were fresh uh, out of or still in, but trying to be conditioned out of idolatry, idol god worship, sun worship, um, um, their haughtiness, their ego, uh, egos that they may have. Um, you have to also remember what type of society Egypt was at the time. It it was a metropolitan. It was a metropolis uh, in some shape and fashion. It, it, it held all of any and all kinds of people. So you had all kinds of prestigious people, judges, lawyers. I mean, no different than, you know, the United States today. And um, being uh, susceptible to all of these different cultures, you pick up their different habits. And with their habits, you pick up their idolatries as well because you pick up their culture. Carrying that with them, Moses saw that, you know, these people needed to be governed because their behaviors were so bad that they could be a harm to themselves. So then the Ten Commandments came. People broke those. So as the sins increased, so did the law. But all this was based on a person or a man, I'm sorry, who as a jurist or a uh, student of law, law necessarily being from principles of nature, was able to observe the character traits in all of these people within these tribes and these houses and these clans, observing their eating habits, observing their mating habits, observing their uh, hygiene habits, observing the way that they deal with each other in commerce. This is why you see so many things dealing with animals and, um, you know, and um, a person being injured thereof or a person who had been um, wronged. All of these things were being observed by most. And the uh, priests that were with him to the point where they formulated these laws. And he saw that the law was needed. He saw that it was bigger than, oh, well, these people have bad eating habits. Let's give them an herb. Or we saw that uh, um, these people need to be able to see God. We know we tell them about God. We, they need to be able to see him. So let's make an idol. This is bigger than that. These people need structure. These people need guidance. So what do we give them outside of uh, uh, a piece of grass and uh, a plastic face of Jesus? We need to give them instruction. We need to give them law as position and knowing what he knew at the time, as all the prophets did, it would be detrimental to him as he was to be the overseer and watcher over these people, it would be detrimental to him because they could potentially harm him and it could potentially harm himself. So 
this is where the law came that he saw these things. Hence, this is why I'm bringing the scripture about the wisdom of Solomon stating, it was neither the herb nor the mollifying plaster that cured them, but your word, O Lord, which healeth all things. He knew that the law was going to be able to help him bring these people into uh, public trust. But before he brought them there, he had to make sure that the law was in place because if he let these people come in with their bad habits, their bad eating habits, their bad meeting habits, he will have mal he would have committed malpractice within his office as a physician of the people, as a person who studied nature, studied the design, studied this line of law or this line of right, and knew that this was precise and that this was something that was going to help better the people. You would have committed malpractice within your office. So, if you are looking at this book and you wonder why this man Moses is reverent as a man uh, of, of high caliber when it comes to this law. And even, so, and even in so many books, the law of Moses is actually reverenced as the law of the Lord is because this man at that particular time uh, was called as a physician, studying these people and studying what he knew, took, took what he knew from Egypt and brought it to the people. If he did not listen, if he did not follow the charge, he would have committed malpractice. That is admirable for someone I've never necessarily met, but the, the things that he did, it stood true, and it stood the test of time because it's universal. It's a universal principle that can be universally applied. And on that note, brother, I, I yield. Thank you for that, brother. Thank you very much for that <clears throat> great insight. So if you understand, let me just throw some of these things out here. Racism is idolatry. Superiority and the superiority complex is idolatry. Anytime you try to put yourself as being better than anyone else for any reason, being better at basketball is one thing, but being better at everything that you are versus another, that's a problem. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, um, LeBron James, Kevin Durant. They're better at basketball. Uh, a 80-year-old Michael Jordan is better at basketball than, than I could ever be. But they're better at basketball than others are. Right? This is true. That does not make them better as a being. What this has done is this sickness has gotten into the hands of the commoners. And our people not knowing who they are or what happened to us, people could damn near say anything and we'll listen. I hate to put it that way, but it's the truth. 
Because we don't have the parents that sat us down and began with the simple truths of life. Who you are, where you come from, how did you end up in this situation? The real living God proves God's existence on a daily basis. So you know how Native Americans, let's look at Native Americans. Think about Native Americans and and their so-called religion. And if you compare their Native said religion versus Christianity, you see that these are worlds apart. So Christians may call Native Americans idol God worshipers. People that are said to be woke, conscious, aware, whatever, they may call Christians idol God worshipers. Christians may call them idol God worshipers because they're turning back to Egypt, looking at Egyptian gods and all this. And then they'll turn to the ancestors. Well, the ancestors, if they lived and walked the earth, they were still men and women, flesh and blood, living souls. So should we be worshiping a flesh and blood living soul or one who has separated from their physical self and now they are a spiritual being, should we be worshiping them? Can we learn lessons from their life? Yes. Uh, the great musician, Prince, he, he passed on. Great musician. Can we learn lessons from how to play music and Things from him, yes, but should we be worshiping him? Jimi Hendrix. Do you all know that they have a church of an electric church of Jimi Hendrix that people worship Jimi Hendrix? My point is the real living God is not statues, pictures, ancestors. It's none of that. There's nothing wrong with respecting nature, which the Native Americans saw the Almighty in everything. They did not worship, they don't worship trees and animals. and things. They see the Almighty in everything because the Almighty is a spirit force that surrounds you, that goes through you, within you that lives, that gave you life. Not our singular idea of a picture of what God is supposed to look like. Yes, we are the aboriginals of this earth. Yes, the true Jesus, Yeshua, yes, He was a said black man. Was he to be worshipped? According to him, he says, when you pray, pray like this. Our father. He didn't say pray to me. 
He said, pray to the same, the same father that I have is the same father that you have. What he was telling the people is you just don't know it yet. You, you, you've forgotten. You've gotten away from who and what you are. You've forgotten, forgotten the truth. But you got to get back to it. Mr. Lynn, what do you got for us? Yeah, so, you know, I I think, you know, the the, the first step on, um, like, rehabbing ourselves from this malpractice that we've suffered, you know, you know, really at our own hands, you know, generationally, uh, is is just to acknowledge some some truths, and you know, they're they're hard truths that that, um because there's a difference between uh, nature and society. And in our experience, we've been reared by society when the actual plan for our people as being uh, aboriginals, which, which means the original mothers and fathers of this planet, the plan for us was to be raised by nature and natural law. And so, you know, we're, we're so far outside of that, um, we don't even have a, you know, it's very difficult to have a concept of um, you being outside of something like a, 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 a man and a woman. You know, if, if if you don't believe that there's a, a real disconnect between, you know, who we think we are versus, you know, who we actually are, you know, look at what has happened in the society. You know, for for as long as I can remember, things have been topsy-turvy, uh, particularly in, you know, our said black families. Um, you know, everybody's operating out of their gender role. You got single parent homes, you know, males don't have the uh, requisite skill set to, uh, in many cases, not abandon their women um, because you, you just don't know that that really shouldn't be an option if you're in your, if, if you're in your proper mind as recorded in scripture. Um, you know, women uh, continually, uh, looking at it as a, a, a point of honor and pride to be able to say that, you know, they operated in commerce um, without the help of a man. You know, they raised these children, you know, without the help of a man, um, you know, never looking at it in a deeper way to, um, to to really see what kind of damage that causes psychologically, right? Because, you know, when you don't have both roles, as you said uh, time and time again, you know, it, it it was never for us to not have uh, men and women, or a, a a man and a woman in a family. You know, we that that that's always a a, a requisite um, a need uh, or or requirement. And you know, our society, you know, because it hasn't kept true to those. Uh, those, those precepts that you see outlined in the scriptures, that is really what's, what's caused the decay. 
you know, that's, that's um, you know, what's caused the uh, imbalance. And, you know, there are, there are a lot of people out here that are being um, negatively impacted. You know, you got people out here that are, um, you know, just can't seem to find peace of mind. You know, they're hurting. Um, they're uh, bewildered. Um, you know, just trying to understand, you know, how to cope with it. Well, the first step in addressing a problem or or, or healing from a, a wound or injury, uh, you know, is to, you know, really do engage in some self-reflection to say, you know, something is wrong and to acknowledge something is wrong. You know, if if, if you walk around like, you know, there's no, um, you know, that there, there's nothing wrong. Like, you know, a lot of times, you know, men they're raised to not show any emotion. You know, they're they're raised to uh, think that you can't, um, you know, actually display, you know, quote unquote weakness or or feelings or or, or things of that nature. Um, while all the while. You know, you're under under your, the the covers. You know, underneath um, you know behind closed doors. You know, you're nurturing an, an, an emotional condition um, that is taking root in your life and actually turning into a cancer. Um, and you know, it it allows you to not be able to um, you know really align yourself um, back to. Uh, your 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 purpose, you know. I think that, you know, for us, um, we just have to recognize that anything that anything that that the 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 said devil can do, the most I can undo. And uh, ultimately, um, you know, that's one of the reasons why you know our our culture has been preserved in these scriptures. You know, there, there were uh, men out there that were a lot uh, a lot more aware than, than I would say we are um, in this modern day that foresaw these things and ensured, um, you know, that the ability for us to be able to, you know, really find ourselves, um, you know, at, at the, the, the appointed time um, when, when that was necessary, you know, we'd be able to do that. And so, you know, in closing, I'll just say, you know, there, there's there's an, an order of operations to everything. You know, you have to do um, things in decency and in order. And you know, just with respect to, you know, the the uh, you know the idea that we were speaking on with with malpractice. You know, you have to understand what the living God is, it's nature and natural law, and you have to be able to seek his face, which is bringing yourself into a, a state or condition of awareness to where you see this experience through the eyes of law. And if you're not using that, if, 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 if you don't see that as um, fundamental not even it has nothing to do if, if you're if you're teaching people or if, you, or if you're trying to lead people. I mean, obviously, it's it's important if you're in those roles or there or those offices. But 
just for your own mental health. <laughs> Understand that you have to, as, as the scripture says, when I was a child, I spake as a child, I did childish things, but, and I'm paraphrasing, but when I became a man, you know, I put all of that away. And so this is a this is a um, it's, it's a growth, you know, that you have to experience. It's a maturation process that you have to uh, go through to be able to, you know, put away those childish things and get rid of all of the noise and strip away, you know, all of the fat to get down to the meat of what is actually necessary to repair yourself. You know, at the end of the day, you're 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 not going to correct yourself, continuing to uh, be seduced by uh, philosophies, or uh, you know, in this case, religions. And you know, fundamentally, you know, and, and this is just a uh, you know, food for thought. When you see things through the A lot different because one of the one of the major misunderstandings that uh, I've encountered, you know, I was I was taught this doctrine, and you know, I think the most high that you know I was led um, back home to the nation, and I was given you know uh, a proper uh, tutelage on how to read the scriptures, right? And the thing is, is that you know, with with Christians. They are, you know, they're 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 really hamstrung by this doctrine of, well, the law has been done away with. Well, if you understand law, you have to understand that in law, you can have a amendment. In law, amendments have to be in harmony with the original document. The doctrine, if, if, you're, if you're following doctrine, you're not going to understand that. You're not going to get it. If you read the scriptures, in no way, shape, or form, you know, did the Christ abrogate um, the Mosaic law. And he told you he couldn't because it's natural law. This is the living God. You know, I, I can't add to the living God. I can't take away from the living God. But what I can do is give you a different perspective that will allow you to more readily assimilate, um, you know, these instructions. So, you know, it just it just sort of behooves us to, to, to take a step back and, um, you know, to recognize these things. You know, one of the – one of the um, Revelations that, that I had initially, you know, again coming from a Christian background, was, uh, you know, once my mind had been reformulated through, you know, the lessons and, um, and you know, just you know, meditating on these things, um, you know, with the, uh, you know, within fellowship and, and and privately, was that I never really should have been in the New Testament if. I didn't have a solid foundation in the old in the state Old Testament, and I mean that holds true for me as just being a seeker of truth. If that's the case, then it definitely 
um, you know, it's a requirement for somebody that's going out trying to, um, you know, proselytize. So uh, I, I'll yield up, brother. Uh, Ta-da. Thank you, brother. Thank you, sir. Excuse my voice, you all. So we're trying to stress here that if you don't understand the difference between the real living God and idolatry, and you are out here calling yourself being a teacher, or calling, even if you don't call yourself a teacher, if you think that you're teaching, you're not teaching, you're destroying. You're destroying self and your own. And you don't even see it. <laughs> You're continually passing on generational idolatry. We have to wake up from idolatry. In malpractice, sometimes people are known to go to jail or prison. Oftentimes, if it's proven, that they have committed malpractice, they go to prison. Likewise, it should be done in religion. Again, we were given law, statutes, and commandments. We were given a platform of government in the scriptures. That's what the scriptures teach. That is not what your church teaches. That is not what your religion teaches. And they don't teach it because it wasn't given to them to teach it. So what they teach is a total fictitious religious experience just to keep you sedated, for lack of a better way to explain it. I want to tap into this scripture because we're right at the top of the hour. Usually we only go one hour, but I want to tap into this scripture and bring a couple of scriptures out, um, or at least this one in particular. Well, a couple of them. Deuteronomy 32 and 2. I've talked about this. I did a podcast on this, but listen to it again. For those of you who haven't heard it, listen to my doctrine shall drop as the rain. My speech shall distill as the dew and the small rain upon the tender herb and as the showers upon the grass. Now listen. What does the rain do for grass? For the earth, the trees. It waters them, it feeds them. There is nobody on this earth that can jump in between raindrops or stand in between raindrops and not get wet. You struggle to not get wet with an umbrella. It doesn't really keep you all the way dry. Standing under a tree, you struggle not to get wet. It doesn't keep you all the way dry. 
So what is going on in the scriptures and that is explaining my doctrine shall drop as the rain means that everybody on this planet is supposed to hear one sound doctrine, one faith, one way of life. That does not mean that everybody's going to do it in the same exact way. I don't care what color you are, said religion, nationality, or otherwise. The aboriginals of this earth, whom we are, have the responsibility for maintaining the pure doctrine as it was intended from the beginning all the way to the time of the one who the world knows of as Jesus when he walked this earth. He was a real flesh and blood man who did in fact live and walked this earth. With the same message that we're preaching here, it's just that many of you haven't grasped it yet. Now, what this is saying, everybody on the earth is supposed to come up and live under this body of law. This law, statutes and commandments, platform of government, are supposed to be your moral parameter. Supposed to be the moral parameter for everyone on the earth. We just call it the Hebrew faith, but in reality is nature and natural law itself. So you believe in this image, this picture, you believe, some of you anyway, believe in how Jesus looked, was that according to that picture that you all see out there, that image. So you look at that image, that picture, and, and, and inadvertently you turn that image and anyone that looks like that image into your God, which is why you must comprehend what malpractice actually is when it comes to truth. If someone is guiding you to look at images and call these images God or relate these images to the creator, that is malpractice. It destroys you psychologically it impairs your thinking. It causes you to become, well, it makes you mentally ill. So when you are mentally ill, you need pure water from pure doctrine to rain down upon you to heal you. But many of you 
think you got it all figured out, but you are sick as the day is long. You are mentally ill as the day is long. And if you have a simple conversation with anybody and you start to argue with them about God concepts, <laughs> wait a minute. And you don't see anything wrong with that? You're going to argue with somebody about God concepts. You have yet to be healed. You have yet to be healed from that poison. Because that is the poison. That idolatry is the poison. That came, that came into man and woman from eating of the knowledge of good and evil, really from eating of the knowledge of evil. When you start to conceive of that type of thinking, which was, you can be a god, a deity, or you can create a god in your own image and how you want to create this God. You can create a religion in your own image. And those that don't follow, you argue with them. You go to war with them. They won't accept your picture of God your likeness of God, you go to war with him. When the scriptures tell you don't even have one in the first place. So if you don't have one, what is there to war about over your idol gods? So they'll teach you, oh, Jesus was black. That, okay, the truth is the real man was a black man, but that does not mean worship him in that image and in that form. Do not worship that image in that form as God. So then they go on further. Here's more malpractice. The more you get into them, to those who are teaching this malpractice, the more you soak up anger and hatred and separatism. Yes, separate from the wicked. Yes. Definitely. But you can't tell me that some of the people that you have been born out of the same womb with are not wicked as all get out. And the problem is we keep trying to shift the blame off of ourselves for, for us being in our proper thinking, for us taking on idolatry and believing in myths Either we, we believe in false gods and religions or we want to turn ourselves into a deity. And then that becomes your religion. Then some of you info junkies, you just want the information. You just want as much information as you can, and you have to keep getting a shot of this new, this so-called new information, never comprehending the stuff that's been said in front of you. 
You think you get it, but you don't get it. And then this info junkie, you're like a heroin addict. And you're poisoning your own self. And you're poisoning your people. Destroying their minds. Keep You got your people afraid of their own shadow. You don't see that. You're going to have zeal to spread truth. Yes. You're going to have zeal to do to love your people. Yes. And when you find something that actually helps them, that that makes that brings a certain amount of zeal and that it, you're encouraged to go share that with others. Fine. <clears throat> but you are not the teacher. You're a sharer of information. But you get doped up on believing that you got all this knowledge and believing that all this knowledge makes you wise or believing that this information makes you knowledgeable, smart, intelligent, and wise. So now you begin to build up your self-righteousness. And then those things that seemed like they were wrong at one time, now they become right to you. And now you go out and you continue with this malpractice. Never being called into accountability because all you're doing is arguing and debating one another over foolishness and babble. That's what you do when you are not aware of the real truth. What is there to argue about? Either you're going to agree with it or you're not. It's like having a relationship. Why am I going to continue to be in this relationship with this individual who really at the root core does not believe the same things as do I? <clears throat> now, let me make it more simple and clear. The other individual believes it's okay to eat pork every now and then. You believe no pork. What is there to argue about? <laughs> all they're, they're going to do is try to convince you why, justify why they should eat it and why you should too when you already made up your mind that you're not. Now let's look at this. If everything in life that you're, that you're going through with somebody that you call a relationship with is like that, if everything that you go through is like that, something's wrong here. Now, if everything is like that, as taught by a religion, you got a major, major problem. You accept abuse from people. You learn that from your religion. You didn't learn that from scriptures. You learn that from your religion. You accept the worship of statues made of wood and stone and pictures and images. You learn that from your religion. 
<coughs> you didn't learn that from the truth. Doctrine is supposed to be medicine that feeds you and heals you, not makes you further oppressed, not makes you further. Isn't you? You think that because you can quote this scripture that is justifiable anger, justifiable hatred, and it's not justifiable to walk around angry and hateful. If anything you should be angry and hateful about is your own behavior. You should hate the things that you've done wrong. You should be angry with yourself about what you've done wrong. And you should learn to get over them. And correct your behavior. But yet what continues to happen is they continue to come up with new gods, new religions. And listen, you call it the same God, right? Then how come there's millions of splinter groups in Christianity? Because they take something, they make it different, and they go off and start something totally different with the same root. Now they've come up with a new splinter group from this new religious enlightenment thing when the real truth is the same thing from the beginning <laughs> you are just so far gone and you are chasing you you're chasing so-called info and knowledge for competitive reasons you can you 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 put this as though it's a competition with your own people and you wonder what's wrong with us that's malpractice. But somebody has to call you in, into accountability. A body of people have to call you into a, accountability to face up, to fess up, to look you in the face and say, you know that you're wrong. No, I'm not. Oh, you're going to hold on to this wickedness? You're going to hold on to that racism and that hatred? Stop blaming others for what we originally did wrong. As the African proverb says, as I was taught this in, what, 91 at, at, at the premiere of Boys in the Hood movie, and I'll never forget this. There are no enemies within us. There are none outside of us that can conquer us. So I look at that and I say, look, if we do right, they're gonna, it's not like there's not going to be challenges. They're going to be challenges. But if we do right by one another, there's no challenge that we can meet that we will not conquer. Zero. For all things work for the good to those who love the Lord, who love the truth, who are going to stick by it. But all that stuff that you're learning about History this, history that, timelines this. It does not teach you. All that is not teaching you. I don't care if you learned how to speak Hebrew or wear a fez or, 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 or whatever you call it. It's still destroying your personality. And the people that are teaching you that, they're teaching you malpractice. They're teaching you to keep up malpractice. 
Last point. This so-called sovereignty stuff. And I'm saying so-called. Have gotten our people so backwards. This makes you think that it's a badge of honor to go to jail or to go to prison. No doubt that they are freedom fighters. No doubt that there are people that go to prison unjustly. But if you understand what prison and jail is for, it's for those who are outlaws. <laughs> they, I know too many people that have never been to jail, never been to prison, but you are being taught in this so-called sovereign madness that it's a badge of honor to keep getting thrown in jail for this foolishness. And it's destroying your life. And what I'm telling you is, when you apply law correctly, you will not go to jail. Now, you do things that get you put in jail. You keep running your mouth and it gets you in further trouble. But there are some people that have been put in prison unjustly, put in jail unjustly, and they must stand up and they must speak up that's different. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about all those so-called little sovereign tricks that you supposedly learning. I don't know. I said too much. I was going too long. Uh, let me see. Who's here? I'm looking for brother. There he is. Brother. Brother Justin. Shalom. Shalom, brothers. Just shalom. Shalom, shalom, brother. What's on your mind, brother? Uh, brother, uh, as I as I was just uh, listening and taking notes, um, when you first started this, uh, can you hear me? I can hear you. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, you uh, when I see words now, uh, I break them down. I look at them and I break them down uh, for what what they are, the root word and where they come from, and. Um, I've been studying Spanish. Um, we all know that language is one of the same. Uh, I've been studying Spanish, and in Spanish, mal, mal, uh, means bad. And so when I see, and I know that's from Latin, uh, but when I see malpractice, I think of bad practice. Um, and everything we've been talking about with malpractice and um, negligence, uh, as the brothers were saying, is all uh, bad practice. And lawyers and doctors, they, they practice medicine or they practice law, um, and some are good and some are bad, but they're continuously practicing it, continuously practicing it. Um, <clears throat> so as I'm listening, um, of course, I'm analyzing and taking things in um, and just kind of uh, lining them up to my life or lining them up to uh, where I've come from. Uh, as you know, I, I was once a, uh, probably in 2013, uh, when I first met you, I, I, was, I was one of those uh, info junkies and uh, just trying to latch on to any type of uh, so-called knowledge or any so-called sovereign truth, uh, any truth to get me free uh, from, from, uh, from this status. And... Uh, I've come across a lot of bad physicians, a lot of bad doctors, uh, which would be the so-called scholars of our people, 
uh, or what some people refer to as scholars or, or, or teachers. Uh, and I'm here to say that I've went into a courtroom before, and um, when I had got arrested, I had a book from the round table, and the judge clearly told me, uh, they tried to use the book against me, but the judge told me, he said, uh, that book, he said, to stay away from it. He said, all that sovereign stuff, stay away from it. Uh, they believe that no law applies to them, and it's going to do nothing but get you into more trouble. Uh, and they considered me to be a paper terrorist. Even though I didn't file any paperwork, they were, uh, the judge told me that I would be considered a paper terrorist. And uh, just to have my name or just to have me brought up with terrorists was, was huge. I thought that was just bad. You know, I, I, my, my, <laughs> I dropped my head and everything. I was like, oh, my goodness. And I was like, well, is he trying to get me away from learning this truth or is he telling me the truth? And uh, the judge let me, had, let me, had released me and let me go that day. Uh, so I know that it wasn't any malintent, any bad intent, you know. And uh, that's when I started doing my diligence and researching, and I found tribes of Aboriginal nations. Uh, with that being said, uh, the scriptures, as you said and the brother said before, is here to heal us. And the Most High has prescribed this, this law has prescribed us these scriptures and this word uh, as a doctor would prescribe. And uh, it even goes to the attribute Jehovah Rapha, uh, the God that heals, Jehovah Rapha. Um, and so you have doctors who are holistic doctors or organic doctors who use natural remedies and natural herbs from the earth um, nature to, to heal you from any types of sickness. And when you actually listen to these people who are of natural medi uh, 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 medical practices, e and even doctors who are of chemical practices who actually distribute in the correct and the right way, these doctors know the laws of, of, of medicine, and uh, a lot of them, uh, they live very healthy. And so when we actually learn the laws of the Most High, and we actually apply the laws, the laws of the Most High, we will actually start to live healthy. We'll actually start to be aware and be conscious of things that are going on around us, and we'll bring ourselves out of this famine. Um, as I was listening to um, uh, one, of the, one of the teachings, and uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, um, it said that uh, some, some, you're talking about somehow some people are in famines, and uh, Brother E.K. had quoted uh, Deuteronomy 28, uh, and, and, and you were saying that the famine is because of our uh, incompetency, our lack, of, uh, our lack of conscience, our state of mind. The status of where our state of mind is is, um, is often, basically, is often a mythological world, a fantasy world. And because of that, we have now lacked the attributes of civility. And with that being said, when we awaken, we get back into the scriptures, and we're actually taught the right way. As the brother said, the uh, the tuplets, and we actually taught the right way and the correct way, and how to apply this and to actually use it in our everyday affairs. We will actually start to awake from within, and you will start to get the as Solomon has quoted several times in Proverbs: uh, "Knowledge and wisdom is more valuable 
than choice rubies. It's more valuable than gold. It's more valuable. And what he's talking about, this wisdom and this knowledge, is what the ancient ancestors had of government law and commerce. And these these um, ancient teachings are intangible. They are the rubies that you cannot see. They are the jewels that you cannot see. They are the crown that you cannot see. And so when you start to actually apply this and use this, these intangible things will actually turn into tangible. And you will, like, like as you, you know, as the scripture says, um, seek ye first the kingdom of righteousness, and all of these things will be added unto you. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, brother, as I'm just listening to this, um, I, I, I encourage uh, that people study. I encourage that we study, that we continue to study under the right teachings, and that we always analyze self. And um, one thing that has helped me out tremendously um, is the ego journal. As you know, ego exing God out, that has helped me tremendously is the ego journal. And that has helped to heal what has been placed inside of me because I have been taught wrong my whole entire life. I have been taught mythology. I have been taught from the religion that lying was okay as long as I asked for forgiveness even though this is not acceptable anywhere in the world, uh, I have been taught the mind state of the young. Uh, it says that the young will rule, uh, will rule over the old. Uh, with that being said, we are aboriginals, so we are the uh, mothers and fathers of the planet. As the brother stated earlier, we're the aboriginals. And so now the aboriginals, which are us, we have taken on the mind state of the young, of, of the captive, the Western mind state. And for us to be properly healed, we have to return to the aboriginal way of thinking. We have to return back to comprehending the language of law. And we have to return to actually being obedient to the Most High Almighty. Uh, I don't want to uh, hold, hold any longer, brother, uh, but that's just what I picked up. Um, and I'm just expressing how I feel. And I just want to, again, just, I just want to give thanks. Um, to the nation, and I want to give thanks to the teaching. I'm going to give thanks to the Most High Almighty for actually revealing this to me. Uh, with that, brother, I, I, I do yield. Praise the Lord, brother. Our dear brother Justin. You know, um, forgive me, you all, for um, going on so long, but I want to... Um, Make sure that we get our brothers in. Brother Nathaniel, are you there? Yes, I'm here, brother. Shalom. Shalom, Shalom what are your thoughts? Shalom. Well, brother, brother uh, yes, um, you know, um, the, the, the topic of malpractice, uh, you know, is one that's uh, very uh, close to uh, different parts of my reality on this on this plane. Um, you know, the brother Justin just said spoke about mal in in, in Spanish meaning bad. Um, when I when I first came to the nation, uh, my mind was transformed by what the brother Justin just spoke of, just the uh, analyzation and the breakdowns of compound words. Um, and off, 
you know, first assumption, you know, when I hear the word malpractice, I think of malicious um, practice. And while you brothers are speaking, you know, I thought to myself, you know, why not put this word in etymologydictionary.com? And uh, this is what it says. And forgive me if one of you brothers already repeated this. Let me spoke on this. Excuse me. Uh, bad treatment of a disease, pregnancy or bodily injury from ignorance, carelessness, or with criminal intent. A hybrid coined from mal and practice, which is a noun, also used for Illegal action by which a person seeks a benefit for himself while in a position of trust. Now, hmm. us, us here as a nation, we, we, hear, we hear the word, we hear the language, and we see that, uh, you know, this is, this is a common definition, but it holds... The, the tenets of the lawful language within it. Um, and um, from there, I thought to myself, like, what scriptures, you know, you know, talk about such things? And uh, it brought me to First Timothy 6 and 20. And what it says is, O Timothy, guard what was committed to your trust. Keyword, avoiding the profane and idle babblings and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. By professing it, some have strayed concerning the faith. Um, why did I read those scriptures? Why did I read that definition? Because I was taught through the nation that we are Israelites of the Hebrew faith. Uh, the descendants of Eber uh, were not the only Hebrews, okay? Uh, as we know, that the scriptures speak on these things. Um, and as you spoke about earlier, Brother Priest, was that, you know, regardless of skin tone, uh, all peoples on this planet that cover the face of this earth um, derive their beginnings from the aboriginals. So in some manner or fashion, um, these, this multi-color world of people has been created through either our um, lack of uh, Fulfillment of the law or the breaking of it, one of the two. But Timothy 1 and 6 and 20 kind of stuck out at me, you know, idle babblings, um, uh, focusing on things that are not consistent with the faith, you know. Um, it it really is perspective when you are dealing with government law and commerce. When you're dealing with government law and commerce, you understand that empires, with an IM or an EM, they rule over nations, and nations rule over 
providence and so forth and so on. And for you to believe, you know, that one, your pronunciation or that your uh, your understanding of the name of the Most High or um, who's included or excluded from the gathering of the people is within your grasp is a is vain babbling. It it, it clearly is. Um, you know, I uh, sorry, I just heard a beat. Monte, am I still on? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Um, you know, I uh, I'm thankful for the nation because, you know, to be able to see what is properly committed to thy trust and understand what a trust is, uh, understand what malpractice is when individuals do things for their own benefit while in a position of trust. Malpractice shifts to uh, a violation of fiduciary responsibility. And, you know, as Minister Cedric said, you know, uh, Moses in a position of fiduciary. He was um, a steward, so to speak, uh, who was placed uh, not only as a leader but as, as a custodian over the people. Uh, I don't believe he would have been able to accomplish this if he wouldn't have had the upbringing that he did. And if we understand Moses' upbringing, he was brought up within the house of Pharaoh which were not ethnically the same people as he was. So um, it just shows that, you know, this sound doctrine that's going to rain from the sky like the rain, um, it's not one that is uh, of a, a bigotrous, if that's even a word, uh, nature. It's, it's, uh, Israel is supposed to be a light to all the other nations. The lights that I believe that we're supposed to shine upon the rest of the, the nations is the application of government law and commerce through the 613 law, statutes, and commandments. Um, and I believe when we effectively do this, those nations shine with, a, with the ever-fluorescent uh, light. Um, but when we fall short of that, um, you know, malpractice, fiduciary, uh, dishonor, uh, these terms get thrown in the air. Um, well, I deny that uh, the Messiah or the Christ was of the Negro stock, no. But where in the law does it say to worship him, like the brother said? Where in the law does it say that he was the only Christ, you know, uh, in the histories, you know. So all of these things, you know, kind of came across my mind. I don't mean to speak so erratically, but, uh, yeah, it's just a great conversation, brother, you know. Uh, all praises to the most high. And I yield. Thank you for that feedback, brother. And um, to all of those listening, if your religion 
or your walk of life or whatever, whatever you identify as your saving grace or spirituality, if it makes you, if it puts you in a superiority complex, into a superiority complex, there's a root problem there. It does not mean that you are supposed to accept the wrongs that other people have done to you historically or presently. You don't accept those. They're, they will make you angry. But it's understanding what was your contribution to getting into the situation. The truth is, we started worshiping idol gods and following other cultures and get mixed up with these other people. I don't care what color their skin was. It, 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 they could have pale skin or they could have melanated skin. Once we got mixed up with these other people following these false gods and these religions and then trying to bring it back to our culture and our home base, we had a problem. That's where our problem is today. That's where the problem is for this whole planet. This whole planet has eaten of that fruit of the knowledge of evil, and they don't even understand that. They think that these are just figurative stories written in scriptures. <laughs> these stories are so advanced they are real they're literal and figurative but they are so advanced in comprehension that they go over your head because you're an, you're an intellectual who doesn't understand practical spiritual things and the more and more these people keep spreading this the more and more they're spreading malpractice. And the more and more the people are following it. But those that have done this must be held accountable. They must be brought to justice. And how do we bring them to justice? By correcting yourself and getting with a body of people who are operating in a governmental faction. That's what we are doing here in this nation. That's what we are doing here to call you home to this Bible study. So if you think that this is good, please share this with all of those that you can. If you think that this will help them. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back again next week. Peace and blessings. Shalom, shalom. 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 Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.